ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ವಿ ಹ್ ಬೀನ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಅಟ್ ದಿ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಪ್ರಿಪೇರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ಇಸ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಟಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಬೆಟರ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟುಡ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಥರ್ಡ್ ಒನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಚಿತ್ತಮೇವ ಹಿ ಸಂಸಾರ ತತ್ಪ್ರಯತ್ನೇನ ಶೋಧಯೇತ್ ಯಚ್ಚಿತ್ತಸ್ತನ್ಮಯೋಭವತಿ ಗುಹ್ಯಮೇತತ್ ಸನಾತನಂ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಐ ವಾಂಟ್ ಸೇ ದಟ್ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ದಟ್ ಅಪಿಯರ್ ಎಲ್ಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಅದರ್ ಉಪನಿಷದ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಂಪಲ್ ದಿ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಫಿಫ್ತ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ತ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೆವೆಂತ್ which uh, are from amrita bindu upanishad you will recognize them later on and uh, so like this uh, from different upanishads they have been taken it's like a buffet of uh, uh, how to tame the mind how to manage the mind and how to remove the various uh, obstacles to gaining this knowledge which are internal obstacles because those internal obstacles are the most that matter because if the internal obstacles are not there then the knowledge definitely takes place as we will see uh, in the course of these verses so here there is a very drastic uh, statement being made what is that chittameva hi samsara what is samsara is your antahkarana generally what do we think we think samsara is everything else everybody else you know in certain vernacular languages in in south india especially samsaram means spouse and children <laughs> so this is very interesting you know so it's not samsara here is pointed out it's not spouse it's not children it's not your job it's not your uh, you know house it's not the fact that you know there is a war and there is climate change and that everything is so unfair and it's not that you know there is something wrong with your body uh it's it's all centered on how you internalize these things so the samsara is not just like the happiness they say i mean it's a very sad, uh, strange way to put it but happiness is not without its within <laughs> you know what we understand uh, the without and within are in uh, quotes it's you know it's centered on the i that's a better way to put it so similarly just like happiness is centered on the i we are seeing that in the brahmaranyaka vakya atmanastu kamaya sarvam priyam bhavati the uh, what's its name uh, the samsara is also centered on the i so it's not the spouse it's not the house it's not the job it's how i feel about all of them my subjectivity connects me to all these things in the universe starting with my own body in a particular way 
and how does that subjectivity connect me my subjectivity connects me in a in a particular way because uh, it's all in how i look at these things so karma vashanugaha we saw in the last verse that you know that uh, uh, you know these uh, karma comes prarabdha unfolds karma cannot create unhappiness this is what is the main message of this verse here karma cannot create unhappiness what creates unhappiness you <laughs> not karma because of your lack of what is that one's lack of prasada one's lack of acceptance of what is no but there is disease yes who said there is no disease there is disease my body is falling apart yes my body is falling apart it's just doing what it is meant to do but last year it wasn't like that somebody told me this <laughs> you know last year this time i did not have uh, what is that hypertension high bp okay so this year this time you do okay you know no what should i do take some medicine oh but then i am on medicines okay do some pranayama do some yoga take brisk walks and try to bring it down you know or better still go to <laughs> go to naturopathy this naturopathy is interesting you know yeah they make you breathe fresh air which is free and they make you drink water which is also free for what 15 days you are on a water fast and all the toxins are pulled out and anyway and then they charge you a lot for doing that but that's okay some karma has to go and then you come back refreshed and you know maybe you won't need the medicine no but how can i be on water fast for 14 days i feel hungry all the time okay just we take the easy way out and there are so many pills in the market for high hypertension because everybody is having it oh but then what if it doesn't agree if it doesn't agree something else will agree you know so what is not agreeing is not the pill which hasn't been taken in this case what is not agreeable is one's own mindset when faced with the fact that the body is falling apart the body is doing what it's supposed to do if it didn't fall apart it would not be called deha deha means dahana yogya it would not be called shariram shiryamana swabhavat shariram it would not be called that it would be called sachidananda eternal you know but this is the whole thing so the samsara is not in the fact that one has ailments somebody asked me will all my ailments go away if i study vedanta i said no your mindset that i have been targeted for these ailments that will go away which is welcome you become bigger than your ailments because you already are and you discover yourself as big and that is the whole idea will my problems go away no you will have the energy and the objectivity to handle more problems ah it will not go away it will be there and so therefore what you know the the, the studying of vedanta is not to remove discomfort from the life that is not the reason why we study vedanta and discomfort karma can cause discomfort karma cannot cause sorrow that that there should be a special masala put in the whole mix ah, which is what 
Chittam. Chittam here means subjective, subjective thinking arising from the mind because anything that one looks at, anything that one thinks of is all subjectivity. Subjectivity galore. Anything that one thinks of is laced with uh, fears and tears. Whole thing, one is afraid and one is, you know, tearful, fearful. And these tears and fears, you know, filter everything that one sees. And that is the name of samsara. Jagat is not samsara. Jagat is just a manifestation. Is it naughty? Is it nice? You know, you can't answer that. It simply is. Some people say it's wonderful, you know, because, you know, that person hit the lottery or made friends with somebody who won the lottery. Some people say it's horrible. Why? Because they are not able to, you know, cope, mentally speaking, with what is. So there is a whole uh, spread of what is. There is a uh, vistrita, you know, this whole jagat is vistritam, you know, this, this vistara, this spread of this jagat is there. And then plus me, me meaning ahankara, feelings, subjectivity. That is the recipe for sorrow. Just the jagat is unable to produce either happiness or sorrow. We have seen the, the whole thing about happiness in the Brihadaranyaka Vakya. Now we are seeing this whole thing about sorrow that is neither able to produce happiness. You know, the Atma is the source of all Ananta, all happiness. And happiness means, you know, that which is not subject to an end. That is what is the definition of happiness. Ananta is Ananda, Ananda is Ananta. And so therefore what? So that definition of happiness is, is not centered on the Jagat. And what is the definition of sorrow? The definition of sorrow is non-acceptance on whose part? My own part of the natural process of things in the universe. So everything that is there comes to an end. You know, it's like that William Butler Yeats for short poem, very nice. I heard the old, old men say, and they were sitting by the waters, you know, and what did I hear them say? This is the poem. I heard the old, old uh, men say, everything alters, and one by one, things die away. This is what the, this is what was ancient wisdom, you know, expressed through the romantic poet, uh, you know, English poet, William Butler Yeats. Very insightful, you know. So this is a fact. Everything alters. And one by one, you know, we all die away. We meaning here the one, the ahankara associated with the body-mind-sense complex. Everything changes. And one by one, you know, things die away. Things get sick. Things, you know, this is, this is the unalterable fact of life. And yes, you know, when one is separated from something that one really loves... Of course there is sorrow because there was there was great love and of course there was a you know feeling of you know is being separate separated there is you know sorrow but that sorrow also has to be accepted so instead of saying i am sad 
you can sort of start looking at samsara objectively and say yes there is sorrow then there is it's 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 a social fact it's a collective fact as long as we don't make it personal then there is no samsara you know this is what the whole thing yes there is anger yes i seem to be under the spell of this anger is a much better way to express it rather than say i am angry right now <laughs> i am angry is an identification i appear to be the spell under the spell of anger which is there you know that is a very objective way of putting it you know where one doesn't involve the body mind sense complex totally yes the body is aging yes the mind is aging oh no oh no means what is make that into a social fact i am having i appear to be having resistance to the fact that the body is doing what it needs to do it is aging i appear to be having resistance so then that means what then you have made it on the samashti level samashti means take it to the collective level then you it doesn't take a second but to see that everybody has resistance to the body aging everybody has even more resistance to the mind aging oh my god i forgot where i put my keys yesterday yesterday keys tomorrow the gas is on and day after tomorrow i'll forget my name and that itself freezes the person Ah, so instead of that, you know, make it into a social fact. Yes, there is pain. Yes, there is sorrow. Yes, there is anger. This becomes part of Ishvara Srishti, along with the jagat, along with the mind, is created the possibility for anger. Yeah. No, but if I am Satchidananda, I should not get angry. Who said? <laughs> If if I am Satchidan, if I know I am Satchidan, and the anger should not come, you know, anger is coming. Anger is also Satchidan, and the ah, this is what I am trying to tell you. Satchidan, and the is everything. Ishvara is everything. Ishvara is the gain. Ishvara is the pain. Yeah, Satchidan, and the is everything. Brahma is everything. Then you know who said if you are angry, yeah, sorry, if you are Satchidan, and the anger should not come, you know. anger comes no but if one is uh, got self knowledge anger will not come you know if one has self knowledge one is uh, you know uh, one has the ability to not uh, to to able to what is that to process that anger without needing to throw it around and express it that's the difference because there is total objectivity once i asked pujya swami ji i asked him you know uh, Uh, some something happened i forgot what but it was uh, some big uh, situation and uh, in the world and then uh, it was very uh, what's the word for it uh, uh, at least when i was uh, you know i don't remember which incident some big terrorist incident or something it must have been and it was causing a lot of outrage maybe it was after this uh, 9/11 you know i had asked pujya swami ji i said does this not make you angry you know i asked him you know because this is so difficult to understand does this not make you angry you know don't you get angry about such things and he looked at me and he said i cannot afford to get angry ah i cannot afford to get angry and you know at that time 
I didn't understand what he meant to say. I cannot afford to get angry means what? You know? Now I see that what he was trying to say is that, yes, anger may come, but because of who he is and because of how many people rely on his every word, hang on to his every word, he is, you know, he has learned to not, to, to not need to express it in, in the ways that one is used to, you know. He has managed the mind so that maybe anger comes in, in a flash, but it is, it is more of Ishwara Srishti because one is not identifying with that anger. Huh. And so, you know, this is the, this is the whole, uh, this is the beauty of the whole thing. And so therefore, Chitta meva hi samsara hai. Chitta is samsara, there is no other samsara, don't look very samsara. <laughs> Don't try to think, oh, samsara is because the neighbor is making a noise. No. Samsara is not the neighbor making noise. And moksha is not you calling the police and on them and telling them to shut up. That's not samsara and that's not moksha. Moksha centered on you. Samsara centered on you. So the bandha is centered on you. Freedom from bandha. Bandha means bondage. So the bondage is a notion. Freedom is a notion because it's a freedom that is gained freedom. It is separated or away from me because I am not paying attention, you know, to the fact that, you know, this is a mental construct. Ah, I'm taking the bondage to be real. And so, chittameva hi samsara so the way to get out of this is to first see that everything starting with your body, with your emotions, is all Suchidananda. So yes, anger comes. Instead of saying, I am angry, just say, anger is there. Sorrow is there. Fear, fears are there. All negative emotions, Krodha, those six things, you know, Krodha, Lobha, Kama, Madha, Moha, all these, Matsarya, they are there. All we have to do is look at the face of Shanmukha. <laughs> Shanmukha means it's a manifestation of the Lord who is who is in the form of a warrior. Yeah, Supramanya. And what does it mean? It means what kind of a warrior? Where is this Bhagavan waging the war? <laughs> at war, trying to conquer these six uh, things, these six problems. You know, jealousy, anger, um, unmanageable desire, unmanaged desire, pride, greed, sloth, all these things. And jealousy, envy. So, this is the Lord that helps this internal war um, to conquer these in inimical forces. Yeah. So, the devotion is a very important, uh, you know, aspect in understanding that this is this is to be this is to be managed how to manage all this the best way to manage it is to see it from the samashti point of view and that's what the the, the psycho the, the the contribution of psychology and psychologists are they see it from as a as a as a manifestation of a niyati of a law Given this background, one will feel hurt when growing up. 
given the background of childhood neglect one will be in a, in you know the, in this particular way uh, at adulthood this is a law and when there is a law then you cannot take it personally you know you cannot take it personally you can say okay i am a product of neglect okay i meaning this 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 ahankara this body mind sense complex i'm a product of some neglect i'm not the only one so wherever yatra yatra neglect there there hurt i mean this is a law so then you don't feel targeted by bhagavan that this is the very important thing and the moment you see it as a law samsara lifts this is the way to do it this is what it means by the next uh, you know proportion that the prayatnena shodhayet you have to make an effort to see this how through first through the study of the shastra and second through this kind of a contemplation nididhyasana this kind of a contemplation where you see the anger as an object rather than as a subject you see the sorrow the anger the insecurity everything as something that is there you know something that is there and uh, you see also in the same light you see people's when people blame you and when people get angry at you first when you are angry you know you can say this is just anger which is there and given this uh, given what happened it's natural that this anger will come you know but i'm just going to observe it so this is when you are angry at people or at circumstances situations but what to do when people are angry with me you know that is a whole different ball game because that's where people get very um, upset like the deer in the headlight or they feel guilty or they feel uh, you know afraid there also you have to be ha- have the same response yes they are angry it is their karmic trajectory they have to resolve it they have to resolve their anger <laughs> no but what if they say that i am the cause of it <laughs> just because they say you are the cause of it doesn't make you the cause of it just think about it have i caused something here yeah maybe i should have done this differently okay just say i'm, I'm so sorry i should have perhaps have been you know a better spouse a better friend a better parent you know maybe but it's it's uh, i did the best i could you know i could i can no matter what i do now i cannot go back when you were 3 years old and then you know buy you the balloon that you really wanted and which i said no no you can't have the balloon it will go it will go and burst anyway of course the 3 year old doesn't know what is burst and doesn't know disappointment it just knows that it's a nice colorful balloon i want the balloon <laughs> and so the mother says no father says no let's just go drags the 3 year old doesn't get the balloon and let's say the 3 year old has a chip on its shoulder even when it is what <laughs> you know 30 40 50 and is constantly upset you know why because the inner 3 year old for whatever reason did not grow up ah but you can't parent the inner child you have already parented the outer child gave it education gave it all kinds of things and you know may, may you know made it uh, what you thought you did the best so you can't feel guilty about that unbought balloon 
And I tell you what, even if you buy a thousand balloons and give it now, that inner child will want that balloon and still keep rehearsing that same hurt. You cannot make up. You can never make up. Why? Because you're dealing with, you know, an inner child that is frozen in the past. So no matter what you do, it will, it will always be that. It will always be like that. And so therefore, again you acknowledge their anger. I'm so sorry that you're upset. I'm sorry that this is difficult for you. It's difficult for me too. I'm sorry that this is difficult for you. And perhaps you can, you know, you can suggest. Perhaps there is therapy. Perhaps there is this. Perhaps there is that. And then you leave it to them. Yeah, you can't force them to do anything. We have heard the oft-spoken adage, what? You know, you can take the horse to the water, but you can't force it to drink. So you take them to Bhagavan, you take them to the, you know, you suggest therapy, but that's about it. And then what? Oh, but then I'm so frustrated because they are, not, they are continuing to blame me. Resort to the knowledge, resort to Bhagavan, resort to Ishwara. Ishwara is their blame. Yeah. Ishwara is your guilt. If you feel afraid, guilty, upset, Ishwara is that. And that is how to come out of this. And then a big part of this prayatna, tat prayatnena shodhaget, is the, is the uh, relentless and constant exposure to the knowledge. And when we expose ourselves to the knowledge, these kinds of pains and sorrows slowly go. And then the reason he gives why to see that why to stop seeing the chitta as samsara because what does it do is that you know why to see the sorry why to stop seeing samsara as outside of you is because you know it is centered on the i and why to do this prayatna why to do this prayatna prayatna means why to come out of this um, because yet chitta tanmayo bhavati you know gukhyam etat sanatanam so as one thinks, one becomes, one is what one eats, we have seen. <laughs> so there is a saying like that, here is, one is what one thinks. Ah. So this is what is called a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, or in, in uh, to put it in better words, self-sabotaging tendencies. I can't do this, I am no good, this will never change, this will not happen. It, it becomes real. Why does it become real in my life? You know, do you think that I am, you know, like Bhagavan, whatever I say becomes real? No. It becomes real because, why? It, 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 it comes true, not because you are some Bhagavan, uh, you know, uttering words that, that come uh, like um, some miracle. No. I mean, you are Bhagavan, but not in the, not when the person is, you know, in the grip of this kind of a self-sabotage. That is the ahamkara that is refusing to, you know, refusing this oneness with Bhagavan that is going away from, from Bhagavan. And so, uh, so what is meant by this is that one sees the world through the filter of hopelessness and of course whatever one undertakes because of the subjectivity what you know one goes in the doldrums and then one doesn't put the adequate effort and therefore one there is no one doesn't even start anything because of the disappointment and therefore what happens one doesn't succeed 
Siddhi is denied, including in the knowledge. So this disappointed, hopeless, hapless, you know, helpless person comes, arrives to the knowledge, what? Totally hopeless, hapless, helpless, and then what happens? Arriving at the knowledge, what happens to the person? Uh, what will this do? Eh, Pramana, eh, means of knowledge, eh, Shastra, eh, Guru, what Guru? Nothing, what can they do? If nobody can help me. I have tried everything. And now somebody said Vedanta, one month course. Okay, I thought I'll try that also. But what is happening? Nothing is happening. You know, everybody else seems to be, you know, enjoying themselves. Only me. This is the problem. This is called internalization. Only me. I am the one who is not getting anything. I am the one who is not understanding anything. I am the one who has to be pitied. You know. And what? And then you can bang together a few more people. Because why? Misery loves company. <laughs> and then everybody can be sad together. You can have a potluck and drink the dessert of depression, you know, and start with appetizers of apathy and, <laughs> you know, and the main dish of samsara. Then you can dish it out and then you can just, you know, enjoy being sad. Therefore what? Therefore, get out of this, snap out of this, you know, uh, the, the, the mantra appear, appears to be telling, snap out of this, how, snap out of this by completely, you know, uh, committing, taking sharana in the, in the Vedanta, in the, in Shravana, taking sharana in Shravana, and then what? And as a result, you will, you know, you will slowly come out of this tendency to internalize all the subjectivity and you know and this subjectivity itself is samsara and then feel targeted feel guilty feel hurt and this becomes one's reality because this is the subjectivity eclipse because of which one feels there is no sunshine and then the next verse is even better. It tells how to come out of this these doldrums. Chittasya hiprasadena hanti karma shubha shubham prasannatmatmanesthitva sukham avyayamashnute. Yeah. So instead of chitta samsara, instead of the internal samsara, remove out, root out the internal samsara through this practice of contemplation, through the practice of a conscious externalization, objectivity, cultivating objectivity and through the practice of listening to the Shruti, cultivate that practice first because when one keeps listening then the, this problem is not there, it slowly goes away because you know the, the cultivation of objectivity can only, you can only be partially successful to a certain extent because you know after a while it, it becomes difficult that objectivity is put in the backdrop of this knowledge and is informed by the knowledge and the objectivity that emerges and is strengthened by the manthanam shastra manthanam by churning the knowledge and examining its you know uh, its words and its meaning for my life and the objectivity comes uh, as one gains clarity about the fact that uh, you know one is Brahman. So the, the two things are related. 
Shastra Patanam, the study of the Shastra and the gain of clarity are uh, relate is related. And then what? Uh, then the gain of clarity is related to gaining objectivity. That is what the whole thing is. And so therefore what? So remove chitta doldrums with chitta prasada. Chitta prasada means be cheerful. Come on. <laughs> Fake it and make it, Pujya Swamiji would say. Force yourself to smile. No, but I don't feel like smiling. Force yourself to smile. Amazing things will happen. See, you know. No, but that person is being mean to me. What are you doing? That person is being to me. Are you a three-year-old? Get up, you know. This is what uh, Arjuna was told. Sitting there, you know, in the Ratha. In fact, in the Ratha, he should be standing ready to fight. But he say, sits down. The Gandiva, the bow slips from his hand. hand. He himself says, Gandiva, Samdurate Asta, Tracha Paridhatakhyate. I think I have fever, he says. <laughs> My mind is a frenzy. I don't know what to do now. Hey, you're, a, you're the commander-in-chief. You know? And then what? You know? Nimittani chapashyami Viparitani keshava Nachasreyonu pashyami Hatvasvajanamahave Nakakshye vijayam krishna Narajyam na bhoganicha Kindo rajyena govinda Kimbhogai Aishwarenava You know, this is what he, this is what he, he cries. This is what, you know, his chitta samsara, a full view. And it is the whole first chapter is called Arjuna Vishada Yoga. And, and the topic's name is the, 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 the underbelly of Arjuna's sorrow. Why? Because we can relate to that. It's fully there for everyone to see. You know, it's a playbook of samsara, the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And there he says, uh, I'm so sad. I, uh, I can't be happy. Uh, look, I think I'm feverish. My mind is all over the place. And the Gandiva is slipping from my hands. And then what? I'm seeing bad omens everywhere. Suddenly superstition comes because of the insecurity. And then what? You know? Then he says, Nagangshya Vijayam Krishna, I don't want victory. Are so, so you become such a vairagi. You, had, you, you have vairagya, that's great. Maybe you're ready for this knowledge. No, no, no. If Arjuna had vairagya, he would have not come back after that 12 years of, uh, uh, what is that, you know? 12 years of Vanavasa, uh, of uh, forest life. 12 years, they, they stayed in the forest. When what is in the forest? In the forest there is just trees and sadhus, nothing else. And maybe a few snakes and lions and tigers, but we are not interested in that. Trees and sadhus, what else is there in the forest? You go sit under any tree, at least two, three sadhus will be sitting there. And you could have asked for this knowledge if you had so much vairagya. Or even if you didn't know how to ask for the knowledge, Arjuna could have, if he didn't know that, he could have at least got the idea why all this bloodshed? Why all this war? But he was very bloodthirsty. He was he was meditating. Why? He was meditating to get Pashupatastra. Yeah. Which is a blessing of Lord Shiva. He is the only one who went while 
alive to Kailasa. Nobody has even seen Kailasa to remember it and come and report. He went to Lord Shiva with a boon and because of his, uh, what is that? Because of his uh, bhakti and he was granted this, uh, you know, uh, granted this astra to be successful in the Kurukshetra war. He was very bloodthirsty. His mom, Kunti, was even more literally bloodthirsty. She started to grow dread, dreadlocks by stopping combing her hair. And then, you know, they said, Mom, I think you look a little funny. You know, I think you should comb your hair. She said, no, bring me a cup of blood with which I can untangle these tangles. And what kind of blood? No, no, not from an animal. <laughs> from that beast, Dushasana, who, who disrobed my daughter-in-law in public. Yeah, bring me a cup of blood, uh, you know, from uh, the Duryodhana, Dushasana, all those fellows, you know. And also she wanted a cup of blood from a particular muscle, the quadricep muscle of Duryodhana, she wanted blood, you know. Can you believe that? Why? Because apparently Duryodhana patted his lap and asked Draupadi to come and sit on it, uh, which was a big this thing. So Kunti, Draupadi, um, sorry, it was not Kunti, his wife, Draupadi refused to, uh, refused to do her hair unless, you know, this blood was brought. She was even more literally bloodthirsty. And Kunti was angry. Everybody was angry. So 12 years they spent seething in resentment. Chittasya hi samsara hi samsara It's very clear. Even 12 years was not enough. And one year in Agyatavasa was not enough incognito living. Agyatavasa means was not enough to blot out the pain and the you know anger and the insult they got at the hands of these and at the hands of these Kauravas. It was not partly it was their fault, you know. They went to because of this addiction to gambling. So Draupadi was bloodthirsty, and uh, this one was Kunti was having all kinds of issues. She wanted, you know, she was angry, she was insecure, she didn't want any of her sons to die. Draupadi was bloodthirsty, Arjuna was bloodthirsty. Everybody was waiting for these 12 years to go, whereas they could have spent the time in the forest wanting this knowledge. So Arjuna had no vairagya. Nakankshe vijayam Krishna, I don't want, I don't want victory. Oh, what for is victory? Victory is for the sake of kingdom. Narajyam, I don't want kingdom. And then what is the kingdom? The bhogaha. So, so for all kinds of comfort. Na sukha nicha, I don't want sukha. Why? Kim no rajyena govinda. Kim bhogaihi. You know, so what is the use of all this? All this bhoga, all this, you know, palatial living, all these adhipatya, the feeling that I am the king and whenever you go out, everybody does, you know, falls flat and does namaskara. What's the use of all this status, this power, this pomp, this, all this show? Yeshamarthe kankshitam naha, rajyam bhoga sukhanija, tairime vasthita, teime vasthita yudhe, pranas tyaktva dhananicha. 
you know, for whose sake we were wanting this victory because we wanted to enjoy with Duryodhana. I mean, who can enjoy with Duryodhana? Subjectivity. Man is crazy. You know, Arjuna was really under a fit of some kind of a, you know, some kind of a, a bad a set of emotions. He wanted to clink his, you know, wine glass with Arjuna's after the, the you know, and we live happily ever after with the likes of Dushyasana and Arjuna. And then he says, if they are not there, they may avasthita, you they, these people for whom we would have wanted the victory are standing there in the war. Pranan styatva dhananicha. They have already given up their lives for us. Meaning people on our side, people on their side, they have given up the, you know, lives for us. And they have incurred a lot of expenditure, money, etc. And therefore I don't want. And you know what, this is not the time for Brahma Vidya. Because there is so much missing, there is so much objectivity. <laughs> therefore what? Krishna, uh, Lord Krishna doesn't teach. First Lord Krishna pulls him up. ಕುತಸ್ತ್ವಾಕಸ್ಪಲಿತಂಗಸ್ಪಲಂಪಸ್ಥಿತಂಗಸ್ಪಲಂಪಸ್ಥಿತಂಗಸ್ಪಲಂ
group was there in a reservation and then uh, they had a man who came back from uh, Vietnam war and uh, I think that his uh, one leg was amputated and you know and he was so upset so annoyed all the time angry upset annoyed and you know in, in the beginning the whole community starting with his family had a lot of sympathy for him oh he's come back from the war it was a needless war there is PTSD all kinds of things they, they gave a long wide birth they gave a wide birth they said you know it will be alright it will be alright one year went by six months went by one year went by two years went by three years went by time kept on going and if anything his resentment kept growing along with the time you know I think they waited for two years he did not change his wife started to live separately along with the children because he was violent he was uh, you know he was he when he was angry he would throw things yeah wherever however and he was angry all the time so the wife fearing the safety of the young children you know, she moved out, went to went and stayed, uh, you know, at a relative's place and, um, you know, went back to her uh, native place, uh, which was in the same, uh, you know, area, but went back to her native uh, home, uh, moved out of the house. And still he was, you know, he was living like a, he was living like a pig with all the filth around him. Now stop cleaning, stop eating, stop, you know, taking care of himself. And then the village people had a meeting and then the chief, you know, the, of the reservation, he went, he went to him and then the, the, the chief, the chief said, you know what, and the chief went along with the medicine man and then said, you know, tomorrow we are having a big ritual for your healing. Oh, really? You know, because in, in between this anger and resentment, some little hope came out. Really? Yes, it's a collective ritual. It's very complicated and uh, we need you and we have we are going to you know he was wearing the same clothes from uh, so many you know so they said we are going to dress you in all our regalia the feathers and whatever they you know you the eagle feathers and other holy things and uh, you know the they, that they wear so we are going to do that and then we're going to pray for your healing uh, what's the use but then he agreed he agreed and then they had a separate meeting with the whole village and then, you know, they brought him to the edge of a, there was a very deep pond in the, in the, in the reservation. So they brought him there. This is, uh, you know, somewhere in America in the, uh, you know, in the 80s or, you know, after the Vietnam War, um, 70s, 80s like this. So then, uh, 70s, I think. And then they brought him there, you know, and they helped him to come there with his crutches and then, uh, gave him a bath, you know, combed his hair, tied it into a braid and gave, I had a nice set of clothes for him. They made him put on the clothes, anointed him with all the holy oils and all the medicines and they called all the people who were connected to him, everybody and who, who knew him even remotely and, and more people came. So everybody stood around the pond praying and then they said that, you know, now this part, then they tied some stones on his legs, you know, and then they, they said this part of, and he didn't know, he just thought the stones are also part of this ritual, but to his shock. So they carried him around the pond three times and then they, they, he thought he was being felicitated and everything. 
and to his shock they said one mantra and threw him in the deepest portion of the pond one person carried him on the back and just let him go there with stones on his feet ah stones and chains and you know he already doesn't have one leg you know stones on his foot and then another leg also has some you know it was amputated at the knee and there also they tied stones and he said what are you doing i can't come out and they said om namaha in their language why because if you are able to come out that means you want to be with us and you 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 have you know that means we are ready to embrace you with open arms and work with you for your recovery if you don't want to come out you have a choice and it was an impossible they did not weigh him down so much his body so that that he can't come out there was a possibility if he he had strong arms if he wanted he had to struggle he had to struggle and make that choice so first glub 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 all the bubbles also stopped coming everybody got worried his wife was there children were there everybody got worried everybody connected to this thing the medicine man said wait wait maybe they had a plan they would have rescued him uh, you know eventually and uh, but after a while one feeble hand came up another while another hand came up and then a slow voice came up head came up help me help me everybody dived into the pond lifted him up and clapped joyous he is crying the whole reservation is crying there you know because he has come back to them he has come back to them because now he has shown that there is he has taken responsibility for his resentment for his anger and for his pain then they worked with him on healing him he wrote one book unfortunately i have forgotten this his name and and the name of the book but he went to write a book about his experience of how scared he was and how miserable he was and because of this misery he was targeting everybody around him angry all the time and so how that because of this ancient you know ritual of letting them go really you have to do that you know because chitta prasada is is sometimes comes after you let the person go yeah otherwise it's very difficult because what we are doing is enabling the person to remain angry remain resentful by being the target ha ah. so you remove the target you remove yourself out of the way chitta prasada will naturally come when they have to fend for themselves this is what the whole thing is you know so many stories are like that which have a spiritual twist and uh, like this another story is told of a man who lost his young child and a, uh, you know and the wife because their house uh, you know um, broke into fire and that day the wife was sleeping with the daughter because she was sick she had fever and that is the room that caught to, on fire and completely what destroyed all of them you know he escaped but unfortunately he couldn't save them the house was gone and his whole family was gone and he was just devastated he went to a, an ashram very famous ashram in the south of uh, france called plum village and uh, this is the monk by the name of vietnamese monk uh, by the name of tiknathan and tiknathan you know was uh, a, you know he received him with open arms he was 
very sad gave him a hug gave him you know people to talk to and gave him a little cottage in the ashram to stay and asked him what do you do he says i am a you know photographer and i used to be a journalist says you know we need somebody for the ashrams uh, newsletter and everything and the publication division needs you so you, he was you know doing typesetting printing all these things we need you so you take some time to grieve this is difficult but come back and get involved in the ashrams you know activities you are a great you will be a great asset again one month two month three months six months went by and each time the the acharya the monk would send people to his cottage to bring him out uh, no he was you know sad 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 not you know not coming out not coming out not coming out and, and finally the master himself went and said come out you have grieved, grieved enough it's time to transition it's time to come out of that resentment and pain of and the guilt of what you think you did and uh, because this was inevitable it happened it had to happen it was it was the way it was the the will of the universe that this was you know this this tragedy was there nothing could have prevented that but still the man is not convinced man is not wanting to join the ashram life and start to contribute he was not wanting to do that and tiknath uh, han the monk assured him that if once you start contributing you will come out of this you need to take your mind of this you need to just be part of this family you have to act as though you are part of the ashram family you can't just keep away like this that is making you worse of course when one is in this situation they can you cannot be reasoned though nobody can reason with them and he said oh i don't think so and they were standing outside the cottage and talking and tiknath han you know understood some drastic measures had to be taken and then what you know he said to you do you have a match box yes you have a lighter yes so he gave the lighter or match matched match box and tiknath han just threw a match on this cottage which he had given to him and set it on fire in front of him and he said what are you doing your own ashram your own cottage and you know the fire set off this ptsd in him post traumatic stress disorder that's what it is he was suffering from that and then you know and he was just there he was upset he was crying he was wailing he was trying to put it off and then two people caught him and said no don't put it off just watch watch yourself what watch what is happening and with bhagwan's grace he was able to see the inevitability of it it was a wake up call he was able to come out so chitta prasada requires two things chitta prasada requires your ability even in the darkest most difficult time you know moment to to be able to come out that atma anugraha we spoke about this earlier to be able to come out to be able to you know uh, to to have that hope that i can do this that is way that is what chitta prasada is it's the beginnings of this so to be able to to come out of this resentment anger you have to make the decision nobody else can make it for you nobody else can make it better for you and you also can't be uh, making it better for anybody who is in this kind of a condition they have to choose to come out how can you help them by not helping them by not enabling them ah don't enable them because you know 
there is a kind of a marriage between guilty and the one who is hurting. The one who is hurting, you know, continues to keep the hurt going by making the other person feel guilty. And the more the other person feels guilty, the more the hurt they can brandish. It becomes a samsara. This is what it is. So therefore what? This chitta samsara is converted deliberately into chitta prasada. Really, if you are happy, everybody is happy. That's all it is. And if they are not happy, you don't take it on. You don't take it on. You know, because it's, it's, it's not your responsibility. It's not your, you know, it's not in your plate. It's not your responsibility. You don't take it on. And, and then what? And then, you know, so chittasya, so chittasya prasada involves two things. One is this, you know, decision making. Even at some deep level of the mind that I am going to come out of this addictive, resentful, painful, angry behavior. Because no one else can help me till I am ready to help myself. Point one. And then step two is to be able to start being a contributing person in the family, in the society. Yeah, that's what it is. You have to contribute. You have to be engaged because if you're not engaged in actions around you and if you're not doing that, then the focus will come back on you, yourself, and then you don't like who you are and you're just reproducing all that pain all over again. You have to contribute. You have to be part of something, whatever it is, whether it is social work or whether it is, you know, uh, contributing in the family life, you know, and sometimes one thing is not enough. You have to make yourself so busy, like in the ancient Vedic times, people were so busy, they forgot to be depressed, they could not have time to be depressed. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're supposed to be sad. Oh, I forgot because I was so busy yesterday. Today also I don't have time to be sad. Why? Because I have to go from one yajna to another puja to another yajna. There were all these things that one had to do. So here you have to do something. Not just do something mindlessly, but do something that's going to bring some joy to others because joy is infectious. You help somebody, you see them smiling, naturally you will also smile. All this is included in Chitta Prasada. Chitta Prasada means, you know, coming out of the, making the decision to come out of the anger, resentment, negative emotion cycle and to, and contributing in a positive way to the society, community that you live in. And just work is not enough. Work is dreary sometimes. I'm talking of something other than just work, other than just a job, you know. Some way one has to contribute, one has to be in joy and one has to do something that will make the heart light. And number three, Chitta Prasada means acceptance of what is, including one's resentment, including the fact that one is feeling pain, one is feeling guilt. Acceptance. How? By surrendering the, it to Bhagavan. So a, an active practice of devotion, you know, uh, and bringing Bhagavan into one's life, bringing God actively into one's life through prayer, you know, fosters Chitta Prasada, the, the third definition. A certain cheerfulness which comes out of acceptance. So the three meanings we have seen of Chitta Prasada, what are they? 
quiz time. <laughs> Can you sum it up? One to make a decision to come out of it. Yeah. One to make a decision to come out of whatever rut one is. Sorrow, apathy, depression, disappointment, whatever it is. Second is to, you know, actively uh, work uh, to, to get rid of this and also buy, uh, and be a contributor. Be a contributor in one's, you know, in one's world. Otherwise, one is always a consumer and that's a very sad place to be. So be a contributor. And then the third one is what? You know, third one is cultivate a certain cheerfulness and acceptance by having a prayerful practice, by having a practice of prayer. So then, so what will happen if I do this? Hanti karma, shubha shubham. <laughs> this, you know, you are worried about getting rid of karma, negative and positive karma, especially negative karma. This, this is the way in which all karma is gone. Why? Because, you know, karma is affecting only one to the one who personalizes things and who makes, you know, chitta, makes their chitta into samsara. But prasada buddhi, you know, dedicating everything to Bhagavan and and accepting the results of action as as a prasada, as an offering from Bhagavan, you know, that practice removes samsara. Why? Because I'm not worried. If karma is there, let it come. Bhagavan is with me, no problem. If karma is not there, let it not come. So hanti karma shubha shubham. So with with the uh, cheerfulness. Karma dies. Why? Because it cannot anymore scare me. Ah. Punya cannot scare me. But why will Punya, good results of karma, why will that scare me? Because that scares me because, oh my God, it, it's getting over. <laughs> like I found this five-year-old child crying into her ice cream. What happened? I said, is it not good? No, it tastes very good. It's wonderful, she says, between sniffs and tears. And what's the matter, honey? No, because it's half over and soon it will be fully over. <laughs> this is what the whole thing is. You know, half over, now it will be fully over. <laughs> so, so therefore what? You know, so Punya is scary, Papa is of course scary, everything is scary. And so here, this, this Jitta Prasada in all its dimensions, practiced properly every day, you know, takes care of karma. Yes. And Chitta Prasada is connected to Shravanam, to, to exposing oneself to this knowledge continuously for a length of time. That also helps to get rid of what all these, uh, all the all the negativity, the karma, karma in one's life. Prasannatma, uh, Prasannatmatmani, Stitva, Prasannatma, the one with a cheerful mind, learns to abide in the in the Atma, meaning in the self. So the first Atma is mind. So Prasannatma means the one with a cheerful mindset learns to abide in what? The Atma uh, through the help of knowledge and through the help of removing all these, all this, you know, through the help of Karma Yoga, Chitta Prasada and knowledge. And then what? Sukham Avyayam Ashnute starts to, Ashnute experiences or, you know, gains a joy that is indeclinable, unchangeable joy 
one is one is gaining yeah so then for tomorrow i'll just select two more and then we will slowly do the rest om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamadachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om